All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to Other Minds and Hands. We're I am, here. We're here. I am joined by Maggie again today, who's uh, been missing her the last few weeks. But of course, not only um, are we collectively joined on the show by Maggie, I am joined personally. In like person. we're Look actually we're sitting next to each other today, <laughs> and not it's with a been a while with an ocean between us here. So that's a lot of fun. And we are at uh, the premises of Studio Lab here in Derry, New Hampshire. Um, we're not in the same studio uh, where I was. Uh, shooting last week uh, we're in a separate uh, we're in a separate little studio uh, uh, this uh, today um, where we're going to be doing some trailer discussion yeah. um, so we are we are excited we've been talking uh, this afternoon about the the new show that's coming there's some things coming up I don't know if you guys have heard or not but <laughs> yeah. there's, some, there's some there's some there's some things happening there's some, there's some stuff some going happening. on yeah yeah. Um, and Corey's been at San Diego Comic-Con, obviously, so we got to hear a bit about that last week, and loads of content came out of that. And Oh my goodness. We probably won't pick apart all of it, because in time, we're not really concise in that respect. But <laughs> yes. I think trailer analysis is something we both want to dig into. So. Yeah, for sure. We haven't really gotten a chance to... Uh, uh, I mean, it was one of the things that was kind of hard, not being able to dig into the trailer right away as soon as yeah. it came out. Uh, but, uh, but there's a lot to talk about, so I definitely want to... Uh, uh, want to have some discussion about that, and then maybe uh, maybe start for a couple minutes talking about the show that's coming. I told folks last week um, that we're going to be releasing um, an analysis show that's going to happen. It's going to be dropping probably Wednesdays after the uh, after the show uh, that you know each episode drops, um, and we're going to be talking about. And we're going to be discussing the show. Remember that you know the sort of thing that, you know, I've been kind of preaching in other minds and hands from the beginning, right? In order to really be thinking about an adaptation and how it works and how it's related to the text, we need to not just be sort of nitpicking superficial details, right. but we need to be thinking carefully about what is the show doing? How, what do we see in the show? What are the themes that it's developing? What is it doing with the characters? How is its story working? And then once we establish that, we can go back and do some in-depth comparisons of how those things Compare and contrast to what we see in Tolkien's works. So that's what this show is going to be focused on. We're going to be talking about, you know, uh, uh, you know, the book book to screen adaptation. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be what you would expect from a reaction show, but it's not reacting. It's much more analysis. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll give kind of the recap. Um, it's going to be Corey heavy. So believe it or not, he's going to stick to a time limit. That's it. Um, that's it. Well, this is going to be <laughs> a different environment. So of course, you yeah. know, one of the ways in which this show is going to differ very much. Uh, from the regular broadcasts that I do, um, I'm not going to be. We're not going to be broadcasting live, so that you know we're not going to have the normal uh, sort of give and take that we can have uh, with you folks uh, during our sessions. These are all going to be pre-recorded here in the studio. Uh, who's just done magnificent work uh, in uh, setting things up? We're really excited about this uh, this filming project. So it's going to be a totally pre-recorded. Uh, heavily produced. This space thing. is amazing. So like yeah. what they've put in for what. Corey's going to be able to analyze is just incredible. So, yeah, there will be kind of an overview of each episode, a, a little bit of a summary, kind of giving the the basic of what happened that episode, and then there will be some some deep dives. But yeah, but just a few deep dives, not as much as we do in Other Minds and Hands. And Other Minds and Hands will continue, but it might be a little bit more sporadic, or that's where we bring people in to talk about stuff. So that will be the interactive element. Yeah. But you'll have this wonderfully produced, awesome time with Corey to to do a bit more of the reaction. 
side of things. Yeah, exactly. So this will be very much, you know, a show that will be, you know, dropped at regular points in the week that you can watch and then you can come together to discuss with us uh, at Other Minds and Hands. We may be changing up the schedule for Other Minds and Hands because um, life. life and the way it's going to be interacting with the show drop schedule and our show drop schedule and everything else. So there may be some changes coming for that. Um, we also don't know the show drop schedule yet. So, you know, yeah. if they release two at the beginning, like many have, you know, a lot of a lot of shows have dropped two episodes at the beginning and then we'll do one weekly. We don't know how it's yeah. going to drop yet. So I'm still we'll fishing see. for that information so that we can plan. <laughs> but yes, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see we, what we can find there. But yeah, so, uh, you know, be aware, be flexible of... Um, uh, of of things that are you know things that are going to be changing um, and we'll uh, we'll 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 see how we do we'll 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 move forward with that yeah. um, anyway so um, yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see a title we haven't decided on a title uh, exactly. open to suggestions open if to you some, got some suggestions yeah we're we're still we're still kind of fishing uh, for that um, we're thinking. You know, exploring Prime Video's Rings of Power is probably our, our like, descriptive tagline. Um, but uh, some... Something a little snappy that we can yeah. remember a little bit more easily that you don't have to explain with a lot of footnotes. You know, we'll see. Exactly. Some yeah. kind of uh, 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 sort of catchy initial title. Uh, we're, yes, we're still... Uh, Recapping Rings. Who knows? I, yeah, yeah. There were quite yeah. a few options going around, so we'll see what we come up with. But exactly. But anyway, exciting that's, times. It's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. I am. I am. Uh, uh, this is going to be a totally new kind of project. Yeah, really. and obviously this isn't normal. Like I'm obviously not normally in New Hampshire, um, so this is my summer space. <laughs> um, but in the future for this, I might drop in now and again. But I, I think I'll be much more behind the scenes for that. But you'll still see me in other minds and hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll still do other minds and hands. Uh, the schedule probably won't be normal, but the the format will be normal. But um, anyway, so uh, uh, so there we um, uh, there we go. So that's what's coming. It's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. So uh, 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 get yourself ready for that. We're pretty excited. We're pretty excited. In the meantime, we're gonna look at uh, we're gonna look at some trailers. So I actually want to start with the thirty second trailer that we got the week before the big trailer came out. Um, we got two trailers to talk about. I was on vacation when that dropped, and and I was like, you know, watching it on my phone uh, uh, while I was on vacation with my wife, and like, man, Same. can't talk yes. about this. Sitting you in know. the car, and then you watch it on the big screen, and yeah, way yeah. better. So I think the last thing we talked about was the teaser for the teaser. Right. So now we actually have the teaser and a full trailer. Right. Yeah. And you were in the room when the trailer dropped. Yeah. Um, Things. To yes. Talk about. Yeah. That was. Uh, I have to say that the um, the experience of being in the room with that you know a cr- yeah the, a crowd full of people was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching the trail, you know, when we were all watching the trailer for the first time, um, it makes me really think about uh, watching it, <laughs> well, <laughs> watching and, it together, and just that uh, like the fan vibe you know yeah. it, it yeah. just i don't know it feels like watching a marathon or something everybody just gets so into it for this thing that you're achieving but this is a little community that we get to geek out together and you were in the room in the room where it happened like exactly in hamilton exactly yeah Lovely. oh hmm. yeah it looks like i'm having some uh, stream quality issues well um apologize for that live i don't know what it, it, funny internet things my laptop might be doing but um i should be able to uh we should be able to have a higher quality version after um, as I'm doing a local recording here. So we should be okay. But anyway, well, 
we'll do what we can. Uh, okay, so let's 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 look at the trailer. Let's do it. Yeah, so let's go over to. So we're gonna start with the short one, thirty seconds. Yeah, let's start sure. with the short thirty second one. Okay, here we go. Oh, hang on, I failed to play. There we go. Look at the land far away thing. Galadriel's journey, now the exchange. Oh man, that shot. Oh. At her intensity. Yes. Legend begins setting Back to Numenor, there's a Lendil. And Numenorian cavalry, possibly? Oof. All right. That was a lot. So much stuff. Hang on. So let's scrub back and look at images here. Um, all right. So we start with, um, once again, we get very little context for the Harfoots here. But they have now opened two trailers, correct? Yes. So they are kind of our entry point. And I think that's on purpose because they're the common man, right? Yeah. Like here we are identifying with these people yeah. of the earth, wanderers. From the very first trailer, they've been a kind of, uh, they've, they've been a kind of uh, framing mechanism mm -hmm. almost. Um, and that, yeah. Friendly yeah. gatekeepers. Right. That Welcome. seems, that seems Come consistent. Come watch this show. Um, uh, and I, and by the way, I just, I love that as a technique. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that actually plays out in yeah. the show because presumably their role in, the, I mean, unlike in the Lord of the Rings where Tolkien Hobbits goes out vital. of his, yeah. And yeah. he goes out of his way to make sure there's almost always a Hobbit present, yeah. right? I mean, even to the splitting up of Merry and Pippin. So we've got one in Rohan and one in Gondor and then Frodo yeah. and Sam. So like this, we're never without a Hobbit to and kind of mediate really the story vital. to us. You know, yeah. Like we need yeah. them to carry action forward. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if we'll have that with this because we don't really know the story here, but I do find it a little bit harder to believe that this would focus on the importance of Harfoots. Right. I feel like they're going to be more... Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think they're going to be quite as like central uh, to the... Um... They're more segues. I feel like they're going to connect yeah. things and maybe introduce things. Yeah, yeah, possibly so. And they're wanderers, so they might tie things together. So we might see two worlds through their eyes. Right. Which is a nice way to... Right. Engage with the culture. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, but at the same time, mm -hmm. um, I think that, yeah, I don't know. I, again, the trailers have presented them so persistently mm. as that kind of frame, that that this this sort of intro thing, um, that it really makes me wonder how their story is going to connect with or even map onto. I, I don't know. It, it's going to be. Interesting to see how that plays out. but And because we know the other ones from Tolkien's works have actions and have points and have purposes. We don't know these. So it would all be invented, too. So yeah, yeah I don't know yeah. how it would play out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But they certainly featured them as much. Been on posters, been in the trailers. Yeah, exactly. No, and I did. it was one of the things that I did learn at Comic-Con. I was talking with the actress who plays uh, Nori. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she told me, I told her that I was like just really interested to see where the Harfoot story goes because I had very little idea. Um, and she was like, yeah, she says, the trailers have not given you the vaguest nope. hint. And he's like, it's not even scratched And she the didn't either What's... give you No, Come she didn't. On. But she, she was like, she was saying that like, basically she was telling me there is no way you could possibly guess Figure out what's the storyline of the Harfoot based on what they've shown. Well done, so, lady. That's yeah. very coy and I was like, okay, engaging. right, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> That's they've... beautiful though. It looks like where I live. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, and then the next shot we get another drone. Right, another drone shot of the, that's Galadriel and, and the, the elves, presumably. And the contrast of that. 
Yes. Yeah. Look at how uniform they are mm. in comparison, right? We've got the, the sort of the, the varieties um, emphasized by like the hair stuff, mm -hmm. right? The, 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 the plants in the hair, right? And then we get the... the Regimented. Yeah. Uh, in a line, Pretty right? All wearing the same, uh, the same cloaks and everything, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that is uh, interestingly suggestive. Um, and this, of course, was transition. What's the That's flying creature? An eagle. It's an eagle? I think so. Yeah, probably. Interesting. Okay. That's fascinating. Because that does suggest that we're getting up towards, like, the north where the eagles, mm -hmm. iris were in the first age, um, which are sunk beneath the ocean now, but presumably the eagles didn't sink with them. And so... And um, it's also a recognizable thing to, like, the casual fan to be like, wait, I know them. Right. Eagles, mountains. Yeah, eagles. We saw they that. They saved Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, okay, and then we go back to Galadriel climbing, but we don't get a climbing scene. Instead, we cut to her looking, which is going to transition into her talking with Elrond, yeah. right? So that's a, like a little bit of trailer magic where it looks almost as if she's I, looking at yeah, Elrond. Yeah, I do but. feel like there needs to be a PSA about trailer cutting. I think we've talked about it before, though, of just what we're seeing on the trailer is most yeah. definitely not what we're going to see in the in the show. So they're trying to make us think that we're looking at this thing that Galadriel's looking at, but that's probably not what she's looking at in that moment. They just took that shot to... right tie this together right. and get the pacing to be really exciting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the uh, driving the sword in the ground is an interesting sort of symbol. You know, it's a kind of a like here I stand mm. symbol as well. So it's like a uh, firm and aggressive without being, well, no, not aggressive, firm and uh, I don't know, like militant without being, you know, aggressive. Exactly. Um, okay, and then we get Elrond looking concerned, right? And he's, that, this shot made the whole trailer. This is incredible. Um, I absolutely think that this is a flashback of the Kinslaying or like a nightmare sequence of the Kinslaying. Um, Tell me, I mean, like, I don't know enough about the lore, but I've heard three or four different things about this. So what makes you think this is from that? Dead elves in the harbor? Yeah. Um, so definitely floating. Yeah. That it, this looks like, this looks like an underwater shot looking up at Alqualande, which was the city of the Teleri uh, in Valinor, with slain elves from the Kinslaying, mm -hmm. you know, sinking down into the water. Um, we've got, of course, the one in the foreground, which looks like a woman with a spear through her, mm -hmm. right? Um, and uh, so this is when, of course, Feanor uh, and the Noldor attack the harbors and steal their ships, when, and the, you know, the Teleri try to fight them off and are... Uh, are massacred, um, and yeah. So the the it looks like um, it looks like an underwater scene. Uh, the the red, you know, the mm -hmm. harbor, um, uh, you know, running red with blood. I, I say potentially sort of nightmare sequence oh, because yeah. that's a lot of blood yeah. to make an entire harbor well, that I red. This is but a uh, flashback of some kind. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. there could also be filters on it of her own memories of it. So it, this is not necessarily like a historical photo of what happened. Right. It's what she remembers. Exactly. This is kind of the image that's imprinted yeah. on her brain, which I, I think that that works. The trauma is like. Yeah. Yeah. This it also is... looks like a hellscape, you know. So again, yes. as a casual viewer, you're going to see this and be like, "Oh, dang." Right. Right. Which I think is one of the things that I have from the beginning. Uh, doubted, frankly, whether they would be able to capture mm -hmm. is the sort of the the magnitude, like the mythic magnitude of the Silmarillion stuff of the first age behind it, 
right? Um, what the kins like to, to not just uh, the kinslaying is not just like oh and a bunch of people died and it was very sad right right it was like but decimation like, I mean and and but but like the the like metaphysical impact of yeah. that like the, the the curse of the Noldor comes from it the way that the kinslaying follows them around you know uh, like spiritually mm. not not just not just emotionally you know and not just politically both of those two right but but spiritually again the Valar you know, curse. There, there is you know the doom of the Noldor as a result of this, and um, it, it just it looms much larger. I mean, it was a it was a horrible event in real time, yeah. right? But after the fact, it just becomes this uh, mythic, iconic, deeply significant spiritual thing that overlays the entire story of the Noldor through the rest of the First Age. And are they going to be able to? Captured, like evoke yeah, that, yeah. you know, because um, we don't know what that feels like. So how would you project that and get that depth yeah. across an yeah. eternal race? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so, so uh, when I saw this, I was like, Ooh. "Whoa, that <laughs> is really powerful." And really framed powerful. by Galadriel because she's right before and right after this. Yeah. right? you have not seen what I've yeah. seen, and the delivery. Well, it, 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 it comes from him saying like that he's seen, yeah. you know, bad stuff too, and then we get this. And her saying, uh, no. Yeah, and her delivery <laughs> right. is like, when you've done something wrong and your parent is totally pissed at you. No, it is right. like, oh, right. I'm so angry, but I can't, you know, she's almost shaking. Yes, yes. Yeah, Anger the with intensity. Fear with, yeah, the intensity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the way that this transitions to her yeah. really suggests, like, we're seeing this flash of her own, of her mind, right, yeah. of her own inner thoughts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, Anyway, yeah. Uh, so, I think that's I, it's, I, this. So the two things that have really encouraged me most about, like, just these people's chops mm-hmm. as cinematographers yeah. uh, and storytellers to really be able to capture these big picture, deep emotional, mm-hmm. like, high, um, th- this is one that really fills me with hope that maybe they could actually even pull that off. And the second one um, is the one, I talked about it last week, the, the darkening of the trees and the Morgoth oh, yeah, shot. Yeah. Right? Oh man. Yeah. Like that's, that's, as I was discussing last week, again, it's hard to show that on screen without making it smaller. Because right? it's also hard to explain that with words. Yes. You know, like we don't yes. have that kind of intensity in our lives from day to day. So, you know, with a book and thousands of pages, you have some time to kind of envision what that might feel like. But right. to be able to do that visually is a real challenge. Right. And again, this exactly. is just a teaser trailer. We won't know until we see the whole show, but this is really engaging and and gives you a little bit of hope that they get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, mm, it's a beautiful shot. Right, the, the, the Numenor shot. Still not sure which city this is. Probably Armenoas, the capital, but um, as I don't know how many different locations on... Uh, Numenor, they're going to be able to have time to really introduce to us to. I imagine they're know. going to combine things too. So. Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's something people have said like, oh, you know, oh, but the faithful need to be like, you know, Elendil's city of you know, and over in Andunia and whatever. Yeah, but how much time are they going to have to be able to be like, no, let's you know, because yeah. I mean, this is going to be one location of. Many, and, many. And again, these are the decisions you have to make. Like, yeah, yeah we'll I would love to see all the cities and spend hours in each of them. But do you want 10 cities poorly done or do you want three <laughs> cities really right. well done? Right, exactly. Um, oh, and, you know, do you want two carefully 
d new, you know, distinguished and differentiated Numenorean cities, or mm -hmm. would you rather have more Casa Doom? You know, right, like that, right. that's I think. Um, so yeah, like getting both. You know, They're... if they were to if they were to have one Numenorean primary setting, you know, to just take the you know, Armenolos or whatever they decide to choose as this as the as the core city um, of Numenor and use that as the main Numenorean sort of backdrop and yeah. center and then focus their time on not differentiating lo locations within Numenor but differentiating you know the people and the storylines all happening kind of generally within this one Numenorean backdrop I don't think that'd be the worst thing no because that's going to engage you more in a story you yeah. know like yeah I'll miss the factual thing however right. I'm going to be a lot I'm going to pay attention to it a lot more <laughs> Yeah, and this is uh, the past is dead, right? Yeah, uh, and that's Elendil speaking. Um, it's funny. This is for me one of the strangest. You know that I don't pay attention to actors. Like yeah. whenever we're talking about things, I'm always like, I don't know who yeah, anybody is, whatever. Right. Like that. Yeah, but you've met them now. I, it's completely transformed. I my, bet. Like I, 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 I remember some people saying like. Who's the guy who says, you know, the past is dead? I'm like, well, obviously it's a Lindell. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Lloyd. Like, I, you know, <laughs> and I think of them. I got a, I think of them on a first name basis now. Like when I see them, I don't think of their characters uh, well, first. I think of them first. Sometimes so that's like an absolute strength. Sometimes that's also a real problem. Yeah, so good luck yeah. moving into this, trying right. to separate the exactly. two. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But it's that's nice definitely you, a Lindell. Yeah. I mean, I can, it's nice I, when you can kind of suspend that a bit and just enjoy the performance, but you are going to consistently remember the jokes that he cratched at, right, at lunch. Right. Cracked at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. But but anyway, so okay. as far as the Alendo content here, though, um, I think this is to me a really interesting glimpse. I think this this might be the the biggest glimpse we've had into the whole fall of Numenor question, actually, okay. because if Alendo is saying the past is dead, that suggests Numenor is already in decline, mm. right? That and he's upset about it. That, that's how I take this. Right? Yeah. I take this not as him rejecting the past. I take this as him saying, yeah, we're not in the past anymore. Like, okay. in the, like Numenor has been great. You know, Numenor has, a, but, but it does not mean that anymore. Um, and that perhaps there are others in Numenor sort of in denial about that. And he's not in denial about that. That's, that's say, how I'm taking Do you think there it. could be any optimism where he's like, the past is dead, we're starting anew? Or is it, oh, no, 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 no. I, well, I don't see that in this shot. Um, and... I don't know. Like, I don't know how much optimism to expect from Alendo, right. honestly. Yeah. Um, if, uh, yeah, be because he's going to be, even within, in the books, even afterwards, like what we know of Alendo and the other Numenorians in the generations afterwards is thinking of themselves as exiles. Mm -hmm. um, the Alendo character, not in The Lord of the Rings, because we don't get almost anything of him as a character in The Lord of the Rings, um, but what we get from him in other things, like um, uh, the Notion Club papers and stuff, um, in the Numenorean time travel stories that Tolkien was writing and stuff, Elendil is 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 like weeping, like he's he is inconsolate for the loss of Numenor, okay, and feels that he personally has been exiled. Like he's in a really interesting position because on the one hand he has. Um, been like the one keeping you know the candle lit mm. for the Valar and the elves and he's been trying to stay true while the whole world has crumbled around him so in one sense he's like you know the one righteous man in the you know in the fallen city right 
but at the same time, and, and he survives, which would seem to be, you know, he's delivered from the downfall and is not destroyed in the downfall with everybody else. And so you would think that could lead him to be like, you know, we have been chosen saved or rewarded right. even, yeah. right? You know, like, see, we are the righteous who have been saved. And now let us, let us now go forward and reestablish old Numenor. I don't get that vibe. No, yeah. no. And yeah. nor, nor but I also is... don't get like completely mournful either. He right. seems angry more than anything right. else. So it might be really interesting yeah. to see what his arc is like here. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But if he starts off angry, that works for me yeah, yeah, as yeah. far as like the, uh, but again, it suggests that, because again, that's one of the questions with the time compression. Right. Like, how fallen is Numenor already at the beginning? I'm picturing... And how sudden is its fall? What is it, seven stages of grief? Like, I wonder if they've made <laughs> right. seven stages of grief for him to right. fit into their compressed timeline. Right, yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. But certainly his reaction to Numenor is going to be one of our primary cues mm -hmm. as viewers about, you know... Where how, are we? Yeah, where yeah. are we and how does, how does that work? Um, I don't know if this transition is mm -hmm. meant to suggest or merely to mislead uh, that these are Numenorean cavalry. Um, it is... I mean, I want to do a side-by-side -side comparison with the Peter Jackson Rohirrim charge because right. that is shot for shot. Yeah, it, it's got this a, looks very much yeah, like it. Yeah, it's got a colder filter on it, but that's about it. With, of course, Galadriel leading the charge Beautiful. there. Um, we've got. But then we see something we haven't seen before. The, the, sh the ship. The ship. Multiple ships. So is this like an armada headed towards Middle Earth? Is and, this? And the design of the ship is just beautiful. It really is. Arundir doing we can't tell what. Um, what's Durin saying there? I remember he's saying, but he's holding the of a new era. Potentially, yeah. And then of course we get the meteor man again, concerning again, which, again. who knows. Um, but yes, like people talking about how this looks like an eye, hmm. right? Um, I will still eat something unpleasant if he turns out to be Sauron. Oh, uh, I don't. I mean, yeah. I, I, I agree with what you said last week. We're, we have not seen Sauron we've not yet. Seen Sauron. And they're going to do that on purpose to build up. Yeah, but I think is, any kind of reference to Sauron or to the visuals that we're familiar with from yeah. you know, concept art or Peter Jackson or anything else, like if you want to see the Eye of Sauron in that, yeah. yep, that's okay. I don't exactly. mind that reference. Okay, I'm going to take that down. Where did my other trailer go? Whew. That was a whirlwind Ooh. tour of the teaser trailer, but yeah. we had to at least touch base on it. Definitely. Again, we're not doing like reaction stuff. It's not like as immediately as the drops, we're going to talk about the trailer, but want to kind of unpack it a little bit. Um, but then after the teaser, we got this three minute right. hunk of joy to dig into. <laughs> okay. There's the other one. Found it. Okay. Shall we watch it through once? Sure. Do you want to check comments or questions or anything? Oh, yeah. So like, look at the comments. Okay. All right. All I right. think I was messing up because I was... Um, oh, Corey, you might want to double check you're not on Wi-Fi. Yeah, or to get on it. Okay, hang on a second. Let me just double check because I know we've been having some internet issues here. Let's just check the network here. And... You are connected on Wi-Fi. Uh, let's see. Okay, we'll see if that gets any better. Who knows? We'll give it a try. We'll give it a try. Okay. Um, but as I say, one way or the other, apologies for those of you watching live and getting uh, an uneven thing, but we'll upload a, a clean version. We're learning. Yeah, exactly. Um, but look at all this shiny kit. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It'll be, it'll be nice. It'll be nice. When we upload it, it'll be nice. 
Um, but um, okay. Anyway, so let's um, let's look at uh, yes, meow. I love how Goadria was the only white horse uh, mm. in that uh, in that line. Um, yeah, and yeah. filmically, you know, easy to identify her, but also symbolically, mm -hmm. I feel like that's quite a focal point for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, interesting. Okay, so uh, the Witch King was asking, um, have we talked about how the hand holding the dark blade when it reforges looked like Bronwyn's and not Theo's? Um, uh, they were edited to misdirect that it was Theo's. No, I'm pretty sure it's Theo, actually. I thought it was Theo. I thought we saw his face. Oh, I don't remember now. I think but... I'm pretty... I'm, I'm like... Uh, 98% sure it's okay. Theo holding the holding the, the black sword. Um, I certainly haven't. In fact, I'm going to go up to 100% because I think that I recall people talking with the actor about, like, you know, how challenging it was to be, like, doing a scene holding a sword that isn't there, you know, for, you know, basically. Right. And, um so I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure. That's, that's definitely that's what we've there. heard more about. And I think I agree with Nubetta that we you, can, uh, that we can you see you that. You think we the, can? Yeah. We can see that as the Witch King. Pencil him in at least as a Nazgul. I'm, if, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to pencil yeah. him in. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. I don't need to bet money on it yet. But yeah. I'm gonna no, pencil I'm not, him in. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I don't like betting money on predictions like this because, <laughs> you know, that's a fool's game, but, um, all right. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's watch the. All right, so we're doing it through once. Let's watch it from the once. beginning. Okay, yeah, let's, let's do it through once. We'll, we'll kind of talk we'll over talk it a little bit. And then I think we'll you've all back. seen it by this point. Yeah, hopefully. You guys a have all seen 17, it. 17,000 times. Exactly. So let's see here. There was a time. Okay, so the Numenorean approach again. Exciting. All right. We've got Galadriel looking up. Then we've got Finrod, I believe, moving up towards that still shot we got there with the two trees and presumably Tyrion. Okay, light of the trees. Yeah. Music. Okay, there's that elf shot again. The eagle. There's Linden. How's that doing? And once again, we're getting the Hobbit frame. Talking us into it. Interested, just except loved that transition. We're safe. You have fought Again, long enough, Galadriel. Yeah, a little more of that shot. Your soul. The enemy is still out there. The question now is where? It is over, oh, man. You have not seen what I've seen. I have seen my share. You have not seen. The red scene with the dust. What I think that's got to be. Well, yeah. Okay, welcome. Darkness will march over the face of the earth. So glad to get some Jojo Ad. It will be the Australian, not just of our people, but all. Jarmiriel and the. Yes. With us all. Okay. The past is dead. We either move forward or that we I think die is with a silver. As far as um, 
It really is very similar to the 30 second teaser. We just get a little bit more for each thing. Yes. So story-wise, I don't think we get much revolutionary with this, but imagery, great. There's more things for us to look at. Yeah, and still a lot of my least favorite design element, the hobbit the feet. feet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So let's, so many things. But as you say, like, topically, actually not many more things. No, I don't, I mean, like, I remember when this first dropped, you were all at Comic-Con, and I was like, yeah. did we learn anything new? Oh, I wait, hang on a second, I cut it short. What? Oh, that's right. I cut it short. We can't oh, do that. We can't do that, hang on, there's a big reveal here. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. Oh, wait, we didn't get it. What? We didn't get it in this cut. Do you guys remember what's at the end of this? Oh, yeah, the Balrog show. There's a giant Balrog. Yeah. Um, and by the way, like, we had, we had all turned to each other and started talking. At and the then, end. And then the Balrog up. came out, and there was, like, the room erupted. Did you punch somebody? I feel like no, that like, would have been enthusiasm. Like, half <laughs> of us leapt to our feet, actually. Like, it was just this huge sensation at the end of the trailer. What there. was the feeling like? Was it mostly reactions like, oh, my God, I can't believe it? Or what the hell is that it was, doing there? Uh, um, no way okay. was the main reaction. Like, uh, both of, like, wonder and surprise, yeah. for sure. Um, so, might as well just briefly talk about the Balrog. Right? Um, I, so... There's a 5% chance that this is Durin's Bane okay. that we're seeing, or at least Durin's Bane, quad Durin's Bane. Right. That it, so keep in mind, for those of you who, I mean, you know, many of you will remember the time frame, but Durin's Bane does not come out and start terrorizing Khazad-dûm until the year 1980 of the Third Age. So we're millennia yeah. prior to that. Um, and there is a chance, like a small chance, that they're gonna like combine those two stories, right? That we they're gonna know compress that. The origination of Balrogs, like, can yeah. one be born? Well, we don't, we don't need to be born though. So, um, yes. So the origin story of Balrogs, right, is that they are like the primary uh, like demon lieutenants of Morgoth, Sauron's old boss, right? Right. Um, and so they were at large. They were like his. Uh, uh, Brute squad, right? Basically, in the in the first age and in all of the battles, um, and then after he's defeated, after Morgoth is defeated at the end of the first age and chained up, um, many of the Balrogs are scattered and they so run away no and hide. So there's no reason for us to think there's just one. No, no, no. There's totally. definitely multiple yeah. Balrogs. Okay. Definitely multiple Balrogs. But also, again, they so that's where that's how the Balrog of Moria gets there because he runs away and hides mm -hmm. uh, in Moria, like deep deep down, and then he's disturbed millennia later, basically. Um, so I think it's where we're likeliest to, to get. So um, some people seem to be leaping to the conclusion since we're seeing Balrog, we must be seeing the Balrog of Moria emerging. But first of all, there are other Balrogs. And secondly, that Balrog had a future, had a past career, mm -hmm. right? And if we're getting flashbacks to the first age, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't get a flashback to, I mean, I, I'm imagining, for instance, like a Galadriel battle scene flashback. Where or even um, remember the yeah. uh, here so remember the shot from one of the earliest trailers of Finrod in combat mm -hmm. right Finrod is in combat and the camera shows him like turning and looking mm -hmm. right in the middle of the battle right what I could see is the Balrog shot coming right after right that. he's fighting off orcs and they're having a hard enough time fighting off orcs yeah. and then out of the shadows. Uh, yeah. you know, of its own creation emerges the Balrog and starts stomping on elves and destroying everybody. So again, this is trailers. Like, it doesn't mean right. that we're going to have a Balrog as a main player in Third Age. No. It means no. Second Age, sorry. 
Yeah. It means that we're kind of flashbacks to this terror that happened. I also think this is a nice ploy by the creative team to, again, align it to something that the broader audience is going to know. Right. If you show a Balrog, everybody that saw Peter Jackson is going to be like, I know what that is, too. So it's the same kind of thing that could draw somebody in. Exactly. Yeah. Especially since it looks exactly the same. identical. Which I know yeah. is also John Howe in the concept yeah. art, but you yeah. can't help but ignore it. it looks exactly like Peter Jackson's Balrog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and um, uh, as far as I see people talking about numbers of Balrogs, don't forget, um, that varies too over the course of Tolkien's life. Uh, there were dozens of Balrogs uh, in his early writings. He reduced the number over time. Um, as the Balrogs themselves became bigger deals, uh, like they became, their stature grew. Mm. Um, and they become, they become this almost like, you know, unstoppable force, right? Um, but like in the early version of The Fall of Gondolin, you read The Fall of Gondolin book and the, the, the Book of Lost Tales version of that story, there's Balrogs like... All over. All over like and being killed. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there, is, there is a herd of Balrogs and uh, Tour kills like uh, dozens of them yeah. uh, in the battle. Um, now, again, he changed the concept of the, um, of the Balrogs after that. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so yeah, like, you know, the As small number of screwed. Balrogs. Yeah, exactly. Um, but still, they were more than one, and all of them were out there, mm -hmm. you know, in the battles. And so, yes, I could easily see that being sort of tied in with this, with the kind of flashbacks, mm -hmm. and put in, uh, put in there as a, uh, you know, a hook, a hook yeah. in the trailer, exactly. Um, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, right now, people are trying to decide what the proper collective noun of that. This was probably not a herd. No, You're, uh, probably not a herd. Thinking um, collective beings. Yeah, yeah. Um, a wildfire of Balrogs mm. works. An eruption of Balrogs. Still, I think that's that. That's that, pretty good. That, that, that is pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I don't think it. Yeah, we'll 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 see. Um, again, I, I I have the same rate when people are like, how can they? show that Balrog because it looks so identical to the films. And why I'm just, can't they? I don't know. Yeah, of course like, they can. And I, I still keep coming back yeah. to this, like, why are people so worried about what they can and can't do? They did do it, yeah. so obviously they can do it. They can do anything. Uh, like, I'm sure to, that the fans watching this are not the first people to notice that it's very similar to the old Balrog. And yeah. so doubtless, someone, <laughs> you know, either in the estate or at Middle Earth Enterprises or, or, or Warner Brothers or, or somewhere, right? Weta uh, made this observation and uh, they worked that out. So, you know, how, what the terms are, how that works, I don't know. But I don't even find that interesting, actually. Well, I mean, I do in terms of like existing in the world. I mean, the right. thing we keep hearing about is they want it to be like in tone with Tolkien and everyone that has adapted. It, well, not everyone. We've seen some pretty terrible Tolkien art. Right. But everyone that has adapted in recent memory and has kind of created the world of Tolkien in the, the generic public psyche has right. gone off the illustrations that have come before. So right. it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. You know, if, if you tell me what a Balrog looks like from an image John Howe drew in the 80s, that yeah. would carry through. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. think that association is a problem right of course exactly. they can do that it makes sense to tie into things that have come before otherwise i would look at it and be like what's that purple thing that's not a balrog right you know right it, it exactly. would be jarring if it wasn't similar exactly anyway okay so we start with the approach to numenor which we've seen let's see um the approach to Tyrion. and i remember by the way people looking at this still when we got this yeah. the frame that we got isn't on here um people saying 
that's obviously not a live action shot. That's like some kind of really, really buffed up concept art mm -hmm. or something like that. And the Amazon people insisting at the time, like, no, that's just a frame. Mm -hmm. It's a frame of the actual show. Um, it's, there's been this interesting um, fight, fight mm -hmm. you know, of like people who are like, oh, the effects are terrible. And other people being like, well, that's like too good to be real. So yeah. it's probably not, you know, real. Yeah, and I mean, and I, I agree with some of the stuff that came out with the, the Super Bowl trailer that it did look a little unfinished because it was a little unfinished. You know, right. we weren't quite there. But yeah, there seems to be this fight that and also there's this discussion of, oh, that can't be real. It looks so CG. Is that a problem like it's it's okay that we use technology to make fantasy stories because balrogs don't actually exist in real life right like, right and they are using a lot cool. of practical effects yeah. uh so, and again and, and I, when I, you can't tell that line between practical effect and cg that's a really well done job in my well, mind and that's where i i've had a hard time taking anybody criticizing the CG seriously yeah. ever since the title trailer was dropped. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, the CG is so, you know, is so bad. And, and it turns out it was all wood. practical yeah. events. You know, it was all <laughs> practical effects. It was, there was no CG whatsoever. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. I, I just, I have a hard time taking anybody seriously. I also feel like it's just an that. almost low-hanging fruit. Like, it's an easy thing for people to jump on that ship and say that they hate. Oh, the yeah. CG is like, well. That doesn't say anything. That doesn't right. really tell me anything about, you know, the project at hand. Right. Exactly. Those trees are so much bigger than they were in my imagination. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Well, they have to light up a yeah. continent. Right. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, so one of the ways in which... say it like that. <laughs> one of the ways in which Tolkien conceptualized this, because he asked... The, he asked himself this question, right? How could two trees light up a whole continent um, that would either they have to be like thousands of feet tall? Mm. Oh, or and so what he described was actually a dome, um, like a solid dome sky okay. over Valinor, which then itself so like the sky uh, like reflects and um, kind of brings in the light from the trees. So okay. the tree the trees are sort of shining up to the dome, and then mm -hmm. the dome spreads distributes the light over over the land i'm curious about this dome it's pretty curious i don't know that it's we'll like, see that do i don't mean? know that we'll see that yeah. but again this is when this this is the kind of thing tolkien did when he was in like world building mode right like how does this work yeah i you need know, to figure this out yeah i, I don't I, I mean i'm picturing like a fiberglass dome which probably didn't exist in middle yeah. earth you know in the early days he was he was just he was writing mythology yeah Right, so he was like, "Oh yes, there are like two glowing magical trees, and the whole world is shaped like a Viking longboat." Like right. that was fine. Yeah, like you know, it was all about the mythic concepts. But then you need actual logistics to make this function. After the Lord of the Rings, that's how he was thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, he was thinking in terms of logistics. That's why we get all the mathematical tables about elvish aging rates and mm -hmm. and and uh, um, you know generations Love and that. stuff like when that. When they have to actually put rules into their imagination. Yeah, yeah, no, that's just what he was doing. Okay, anyway, so we get the trees. Um, I'm still not 100% sure what we're looking at here. Or where I'm we're looking. I'm just making the exactly. gasp at that shot. Just the zoom in with the clouds is just so dramatic. It's really beautiful. It frames it really well. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know who this is on horseback. Are these, this is this the same group of cavalry that we were looking at in um, the shot over the fields yeah in the previous the shot over the fields i don't know 
Um, it is just definitely showing us a different landscape too. So yeah. it's probably just showing us also the different worlds and the different visuals. Yeah. You know, we get like the warm wheat, the cold snow, the green grass, right? The gray rock, the yellow trees. The yellow trees, right now autumnal. it's autumn, which is an, which is interesting, by the way. I haven't really talked about that. Um, the persistent autumnal tones that have been associated with mm -hmm. Linden, um, which is on the one hand very logical. Right, these are the high elves, um, and the fading time has begun. Mm. Right, it's after the first age. Mm -hmm. um, they're not yet to the fading time. We're still well away from the dominion of men, which is going to come at the end of the third. Like by the time we get to the third age, right? You know, Goadriel is looking towards retirement. Like right. we're, we're, it's you know the time of the elves is ending, um, and everybody knows it, especially mm -hmm. the elves. Um, at the end of the third age, we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. The time of the elves isn't ending, but the period of ending has begun. Right. That's nice, having that autumnal association with it. Yeah. Because yeah. everything's still really warm and friendly and welcoming. Right, but right. It is kind of taking that turn. But yeah, from the beginning, we've, we've been seeing that. And there's, there's, there's green still, right? We can mm -hmm. I think we can still see green mm -hmm. in other places. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that sense of... Because I, th I, I do believe that thematically, this is going to be an important element of the, um, the elf stories, is that... It's not just, we know that the fall of Numenor is all about the wrestling with mortality, mm -hmm. right? Um, well, not all about, but largely about. Very Definitely heavily involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. A very important element. And the showrunner said that, didn't they? Exactly. But the other thing that they said, which I thought was brilliant, um, is that the elves are struggling with the same thing. Right. Because their time is ending as well, and they don't know what's coming. And um, they do not have an indefinite amount of time in Middle-earth. Um, what are they going to accomplish now as the years under the sun are wearing and change is coming? And that, of course, is exactly what we see in the Elvish Rings of Power. What the Elvish Rings have the power to do is to stop change mm. from happening, right? I mean, it's the, 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 the motivation, apparently, uh, the motivation behind the Elvish Rings in the first place is like, can we hit the pause button? Can, right. we, um, can we do something? to work against this trend towards change and decay that we see in Middle-earth and which grieves the mm. elves, right? Um, so again... As previously the, immortal beings, right. having the ability to tap into a pause button, you can absolutely... Well, yeah, that. and, 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 and for, for, for beings which are going... To, now, again, they're not dying, right? They're not leaving the world, um, but their bodies are aging and the world is changing around them, mm -hmm. right? And that's the thing that grieves them, right? So, um, so yeah, it's a... It's a it's a very different kind of mortality question than the than the Numenorians mm -hmm. are facing and then the humans are facing. Um, but it still is, I agree uh, with J.D. and Patrick, it's still fundamentally a mortality question. So again, like that's another thing that the autumnal thing yeah. makes me like that. They're, they're aware of the fact that like um, it's no longer just an endless summer yeah. in Middle Earth. And makes know? them hugely relatable. I mean, what human isn't aware of their own mortality and the fear right. of that. So right. being able to tap into, because I couldn't tap into an immortal being otherwise. Right. If they're also scared to death, okay, right. entry point. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, change and, and... And recovering from trauma from what yes. they just lived through. And, exactly, yeah. exactly. So no, I think all that, that from autumn leaves, people. Exactly. There we go, autumn leaves, <laughs> and then we get Casa oh, Doom. I love the shot; it's so beautiful, and the green the hanging green. down. Yes, oh. yes. Well, it's just so different from what we saw in Peter Jackson. It's just thriving and living and warm, and you can see it as homey and. Yes, this shot of, um, you know, um, I think of that wonderful line from Sam in the books um, when. Uh, 
he's marveling at Moria around mm-hmm. them and all of the halls and everything you know, that have been cut and mostly in hard rock too. He said, what did they do it all for? They didn't live in these darksome holes, surely, right? Like- um, and Gimli, this is what inspires Gimli's song and you know, Gimli jumps in needless to say and is like, these are not holes, yeah. right? This is the you know this is the realm and the city of the Dwarodelf, and a glimpse of that, right? Mm-hmm. You know the, this glimpse that we get, and I'm hoping to see so much more in the show of what a dwarf culture at its peak yeah. was and what it means because it hasn't had the time that it deserves. You know, There's, yes, it's it's much more sophisticated than I think most of the adaptations have portrayed it as. Yes. Absolutely. And we do get little glimpses of that in this and, and focuses on the dwarves that are our main players and the, yes. the singing and the um, the bit of Mithril that he's holding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As Bjarnasoner says, all we ever really see in Tolkien's main works are the ruins mm. of dwarf halls. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, the green, I think, is first of all, like, it was like, slightly funny the whole like dwarves don't eat vegetables right, right. jokes in the hobbit films and right? then you see this reflected light and like look how yeah. they did that oh yeah, yeah exactly um but that's that's how you make jokes it's not how you actually do serious world building right. of a you know of a society and so showing like yeah they're probably going to need Oxygen, yeah. maybe, you know, vegetables, um, vegetables yeah. fruits, uh, so that there would be, you know, growth and enough light to grow things. And timber, you know, I mean, yep. theoretically, we could have forests down there. Yes, they would have need of wood. Mm. So, uh, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah, loving this. Mm-hmm. And then That's men, so oh shy. my goodness. So, I, uh, I am excited. By the way, this is one of the first times that we've seen, I know we get it in the Bronwyn and Arondir story, but a glimpse of non-Numenorean humans in Middle-earth, yeah. like that's, I, I've the, been saying from the beginning, man. it's yeah, yeah. one of the things that in I'm really moment. interested to see. Um, fun to see an example of them. By the way, I wonder what these mountains are. If mm. we're to presume from this cut, if like, I don't know if any of those out there are the same humans that we're seeing. Like, basically, yeah, it looks like um, the Harfoots are living in the same region as this. Mm -hmm. In which case, like, what are those mountains exactly? I'm still trying to geographically locate the Harfoots, which I think are east, but how far east? I don't know. Um, uh, And what's on the ridge up there? I think it's, isn't that the moose antler dudes? Is it moose antler dudes? I think it's moose okay. antler dudes. Making sure it wasn't Ents. No, I don't think so. No, no see, like it's, it's the moose antlers. antlers. So yeah. we still don't know what they do. because No idea about the moose I mean, antlers. I mean, I assume she's on lookout. She's some sort of a right. warning. There's something on the horizon. Yeah. Um, the carefree celebrations. Mm-hmm. Lovely party scene. We're safe. Yeah. And then the meteor hits. Then we get Tolkien's name. So I think that's really interesting, too, in terms of pacing with the trailer, that yeah. we have all this setup, all this setup. We see all the different worlds. We see all the different worlds. And then we're safe here from the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. Boom, we're not safe. Here's the right. here's the threatening right. Right. conflict. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and then we get the exchange there. This is Galadriel and the elves uh, forcing their way through the 
windstorm in the north as they're getting closer into the icy depths of wherever they're headed. Still a struggle, a struggle, a struggle. I'm still hoping for Utumno, basically, mm-hmm. which is... So Utumno was the so, uh, when Morgoth first set up shop in the north, uh, back at the very beginning of the Silmarillion, Utumno was his very first dwelling place. And then he got besieged and captured there, basically. And he had another little... Uh, uh, a fortress on the outskirts of where he was, um, which when he comes back, when he escapes and comes back, that's where he sets up shop, Angband, which becomes Thangarodrum, the big, gotcha. um, you know, the big, uh, his headquarters for the rest of the Silmarillion, for the rest of the First Age. But Utumno, his like original fortress, was way in the very, very far north. Oh. And it was uh, and it was like never returned to yeah. in the story. This is so nice having like sitting next to you because when you say something like that, I'm like, I don't know what that means. You're actually <laughs> right. like filling me in whereas I can, on a screen, I, 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 I can just get the cue quietly. a little bit yeah, more. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I can tell from your body language like, what I need what to do explain this? a tone yeah. though. So um, anyway, so I, I that would be really neat to, so there are a couple of reasons. It obviously can't be the Angband, which was the fortress of Morgoth in the first age, because that sank into the, okay. that was like ground zero of the whole, that whole part of the continent sinking into the sea right. at the end of the first age. But Utumno could conceivably be further, far enough away and far enough north uh, that it could. Um, and again, if you don't know this there. stuff, you're looking at this and saying they're not in the warm wheat fields or the safe, you know, valleys. They are somewhere you don't want to be. So they must be seeking something dangerous out. Right. So like that's enough of a cue to be like, ooh. Yeah. There now, is evil out there still. Look. Um, we have uh, uh, Druid's Fire has an excellent question for you. Uh, uh, can you speak to why a production would use based on the works of uh, versus inspired by uh, or There's whatever so else? many different ways to this. I'll attempt to talk around it. So like when you see a film and you see like inspired by true events based on a real story, those are all different levels of adaptation um, fidelity, to so right. to speak. Right. So if it says like based on true events, that is that is a real slight, like maybe they used four or five of the, the names and like two plot points, but they're going to make up their entire thing. So Disney's really famous for this. You know, Pocahontas is based on true events. Is it? <laughs> right. You know, so there's a few things there. So based right. on the works, or what, did, what were the actual works based on the works? Based on the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. Based yeah. on the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. We don't have text to go off of. So you can't say, you know, based on the story or the text, it's the works of Tolkien. I also like that they use the word works because we are pulling from things, unpublished tales and tendencies. Multiple works, yeah. And maybe not specifics because we don't have the rights to everything, but we're certainly drawing on the knowledge, or the showrunners are drawing on the knowledge of those different things. So we don't have chapter one is what happened, chapter two is what happened in the second age. So being able to draw on the works, you get that kind of name recognition, but -hmm. it also gives you a whole lot of flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it sets it in that world. It gives you that kind of clock moment that if I am just a casual fan, I'll be like, oh, yeah, Tolkien, he's a big deal. I know he's fantasy. Cool. And as you say, there's no, like, there's no single text that's behind. I mean, I know, like, the appendices. I, I get that. That's the right. But, again, it's not like uh, uh, if you're following along at home, you're not going to be able to page along no. through a particular story. That, and, the, and they're signaling that. Right. I mean, we don't have those characters with specific dialogue. We don't have moments, you know, that I I could print up and put on a poster and a a calendar of the second age. Like, that doesn't exist like we do with the narrative of the third age. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, that's just saying that we're grounding this in something that you're going to recognize and to show you that we're respecting where it came from. But it's flexible. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Cool. So thank you for asking. There's a lot. I mean, like when you see that inspired by, based on, there's. So is there much a difference between inspired by and based on, or is that just a? a Officially, a, no. Yeah. Unofficially, inspired by is the loosest. It's the loosest. Yeah. So if okay. you see inspired by, so true based events, on is stronger, more concrete. I think so. Yeah. Okay. And then when you see that, I think in conversation, if I was choosing based on, it would be a little bit more concrete. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of what the strongest would be. Inspired by true events, based on, from the works of. From the works of. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like if you saw a Shakespearean adaptation right. where every single word, it would be Shakespeare's works. You know, they would right. like accredit it word for word. So we don't have that with this. Right. Though, of course, many is the time I've seen, um, you know, like the author, especially a public domain author, right, um, cited in the title of a right. film, which is extraordinarily yeah. loosely based. Louisa May Alcott's Little Women. Yeah. That's a bad example because the last one was pretty good. But, you know, it's things like yes. that where it is in the title and you're like, eh. Yeah. 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 Um, and that would be trying to hitch their wagon to a winning horse, but not actually respecting the horse. <laughs> right. Well, look at the lens flare on that. Yeah. So they're actually putting some production moment into that shot. Love that. That's cool. Man, so... This is almost certainly Numenor. Um, I say almost certainly because I'm like, there's like just a chance that this might be like a Valinorian city or something in one of the, but I think it's Numenor, a kind of establishing shot for a place mm -hmm. we're going to get to know much better. Mm -hmm. um, and... I think this city looks too big to be. This is why I think there's going to probably be one central Numenorean city. That's just a guess, but um, there seems to be something else going on over here on the far right. I don't know if those are just trees, but I don't, I don't know what's happening over there. But um, but it's showing you the world continues and it's a bit more wild outside of the city, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I th I would assume that this sort of river that's going around the city is like what that you know, the little channel with the faces on it that we saw at the beginning mm -hmm. where it kind of opens mm -hmm. out into this, um, which gives this sense of like the protected harbor, mm -hmm. right? The, you know, the protected hidden. safe harbor. Yeah, slightly hidden. Um, not quite like secret, but, you know, sort of something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Okay, right, then Elrond and Galadriel. This is where you, like, put down your sword. Yes. And then live in her intensity. Yeah, now so... you talked to her for a while, didn't you? I did. I did, yeah. Um, and she was talking very openly about... Like, it was, clear, it was clearly from the, like, initial concept, like, when she was cast, um, one of the first things that she learned about the character that she was going to be playing was the PTSD mm. element of it as sort of like, a, you know, sort of like the beginning frame mm -hmm. uh, of her character. Um, uh, so that was a really important item. Uh, I'm, I'm torn thinking about the conversation we were having about um, uh, um, uh, thinking about the conversation that we have been having about the red scene, the probable kinslaying, kinslaying underwater scene and to what extent this is 
memory yeah. and to what extent it's nightmare sequence, it makes me wonder about this sequence as well. You know, Do you this, think they're the same event? I don't, no, I don't. Okay. Mostly because this is looking all very like volcanic ash-esque, mm-hmm. right? Um, like the dust that's caked on her looks like. Um, and uh, I mean... I know it's not particularly deep analysis to be like, no, no, no. The kinslang was wet, and this scene is dry. <laughs> I mean, there was a massive fire, it looked like, above right. the kinslang. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, who knows no. where she was standing. Exactly. But, um, but um, so it's possible. Yeah. It's possible that it's connected. Um, but no, like the, but the, the, all of the, the imagery that's associated in the story with the kinslang is all about the blood in the water. Right. It's Because like, it's the harbor, it's the ships, that they're stealing the ships. And there, there is... You know, there can be fire, right? Yeah. Things are burned, but... But this um, does look very volcanic. Yes, And that's a very exactly. different kind of, again, casual viewer. You're going to think Mount Doom. You're going to think a terrible, horrible yes. volcano, which could be quite impactful and signify some bad guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, yes, I am wondering instead. I, I, so I, I, that's why I think that these are separate incidents. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the kinslaying is this sort of flash memory which I do not think they're going to depict because they would have to have full Silmarillion rights for that. I just I don't think they're going to be depicting that story. But if it's a traumatic flashback, a traumatic flashback to the aftermath of that would definitely be that. I, I, I that I could see being greenlit, um, yeah. a full retelling, you know, a full yeah. depiction of the story of the Kinslaying. I, I I can't see without does, full rights to the Silmarillion. And that does still make sense to what the showrunners were talking about of like we don't have to tell you how we got from A to B, but we can show you you know what was on that side of the street, like, right, and what's on the other side of the street. And how yeah. We got there. Exactly. That's what I see. Um, the the that underwater shot looks yeah. like the other side of the street from the kinslaying, right. basically. Okay. Um, this looks to me different. Yeah. Um, this looks to me different, um, and to be connected, perhaps, to one of the battles, like one of those battles that Finrod was in, mm-hmm. perhaps. Um, is there, I don't know what, is there a dragon involved? I mean, there were dragon, mm. you know, Glaurung involved. Could this have been, a, or is this the, you know, maybe this scene is like after the Balrog comes through. Um, uh, that image that we got of her eye opening, right, c- caked in dust. Yeah. Um, Could she be battling a Balrog? Or just Ooh. have been in the area when the Balrog showed up yeah. and wrecked the place, basically. I just had a little giddy fangirl moment, though, of, like, Galadriel fighting Galadriel Balrog. Galadriel fighting a Balrog, oh yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, wow. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. But this looks like everything about this image mm. of her standing. Look at her reeling. And right. everything's spinning around her. I mean, it just looks volcanic, right? It looks yeah. like there's an active fire and wind all happening. This looks to me like Galadriel being the survivor yeah. of a disaster. Yeah. Like, you know, she is knocked out by something that kills most or many. And then she wakes up and we Everybody's see her standing her. almost, you know, completely alone, caked in dust, mm-hmm. you know, in this red, uh, you know, glow, which looks like blood. Um in juxtaposed into the context of her talking about her trauma and what she's seen and what she's experienced. Um, so yeah, I think that what we're going to be seeing is like even something like survival 
survivor guilt Galadriel mm -hmm. as well. And we've seen that other trailer too, where she starts with the helmet going onto the yes. pile of helmets. Yes. That that makes a lot of sense when you tie it in with this idea. Yeah. Survivor guilt laying a helmet yeah. on a pile of helmets. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's why this is not the Balrog. This is the wrong. This is the other trailer. Yeah. But anyway, um, so many trailers. I know. There's so many things. Released. Yeah. Go okay. back a tiny bit to that boat because that 100% looked like Aragorn's crown to me from Return of the oh, King. Oh, yeah. That, that's got to be on purpose, right? It is. Okay. Yeah. This would be the kind of uh, iconography that they are recalling mm -hmm. um, in the Gondorian Laying uh, the groundwork stuff. for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Cool. I think uh, I had not processed that, but I think when you point that out, like it immediately feels like, like that was like purposeful subconscious right? yeah. on me uh the, yes yeah agreed um yes yeah um and then coming into or we're led to believe now coming into the Numenorean uh harbor here legend begins so really setting those foundations yeah Gilgalad and Elrond, Gilgalad having a bad feeling about this. That's orcs. Are they orcs? I'm looking at their headgear. They look like orcs. Sorry, we're kind of far away from the screen. We are. This guy, <laughs> this dude here. Yeah. This dude here looks like um, one of the stills we've seen of yeah. orcs. Well, and it certainly looks like a threatening group out at night. Mm-hmm. The yeah, those look like various kinds of skulls on their heads. Mm -hmm. Could be wrong, but that's what it looks like. Um, yeah, I agree. Edith says the bottom right one looks definitely like an orc helmet. That's just what I'm. Yeah, that's just what I'm thinking. Um, and that would match the one from the other trailer where Bronwyn's hiding and the orc comes in. Yes, yes. Um, this is. We're, we've begun this swirling motif, right? Mm -hmm. Which started with that. The, yeah, the sparks swirling around Galadriel, right? And then the rotation of the camera under the water mm -hmm. there, right? Moving, and then moving, moving. Straight shot. Straight so shot. Now we're rotating around the uh, the harbor. Straight shot. Straight shot. The the camera's not turning, but there they are. Right, we've got this sort of arc of them coming around, then juxtaposed with the arc of the birds coming around. Mm -hmm. um, the turning of Galadriel's head towards the light, Ooh, the turning spinning. of Tarmuriel's head, and, and still have the flutters. What is that ash? You think? No, that's um, oh, those are the petals. The petals from petals the tree. From the tree, yeah, petals from the tree. Now. Um, uh, okay, so, okay, um, and applying what I've learned from you, Galadriel is looking back. Again, this is trailer editing where they look at each other. Yeah. 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 But how she, well does that work? She starts off facing to the right, mm -hmm. right, towards mm -hmm. the future. Mm -hmm. And she and turns, she's looking into the and past. then she turns back. And then Tar Muriel, er, not Tar, Muriel is moving to the left, mm -hmm. which is backwards motion, 
But then she looks back over her shoulder. Look at you reading a film. But yeah, yeah I can see yeah. that. I mean, again, we don't know if that's true or not, but the fact that you can put that meaning on it and you can look at those two races, know where they're going and where they're coming from. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But also connects those two characters, which I really love that. So you're having them almost looking at each other, right. which is such a yeah. great device between shots to kind of tie those two together. And of course, setting up the shot in the later trailer when the two of them are facing each other across the table with the Palantir in the yep. middle, right? Yep. Uh, and those are definitely the petals of the white tree. People have been, some people have been wondering if the white tree is already like ailing mm -hmm. and therefore shedding its petals. I'm not sure. I mean, I would think that the shedding of its petals would be a regular occurrence, a regular anyway, occurrence right? under most under some circumstances. I don't know, um, but yeah. So we have the birds. Now we have the petals. Now we have the sparks. And what is presumably Meteor Man? Now we're in Casa Doom. Beautiful. Look at all the green. The green, yeah. Look at all the green. Very strange. And the sunlight streaming in, so they clearly have a system to yes. make that work. Yes. Yeah. That's Halbrand, the other human dude. Are you panicking because we've just realized there's another trailer for us to get through? No, I know. There's so, we, we, we've talked about so few of the trailers because so many have dropped in the last three weeks. Um, I'm not panicking, but oh. I'd like to see if we could get through one. Absolutely. Um, okay, back to... Now, hang on. What's that oh, it's guy? a great shot of the green man armor. It is. What's that guy? I'm trying to figure out what the guy in the background is meant to be doing. Is he drawing a knife? Is this a... Uh, is this a... He looks are we rough. having a problem? Yeah, he does look rough. And potentially slave-like? Maybe. Or is he wearing some sort of an apron? Maybe he's forging. Yeah, I think he's working, but he's not got a shirt on under it. Um... Yeah, and is not paying a lick of attention to him, behind him. Huh. He's in shot, but we're not bothered. Right. And there we got Gladriel on the white horse again. Gladriel on the white horse. All right. Harfoot's hugging. Oh, what was that? Oh, that's the storm at sea. Yeah. Very briefly. Okay, right, the raft, or the, we're surviving, we're getting thrown off rafts, and there's the ship that's coming, and that's Isildur briefly, mm -hmm. and the Numenorians on the ship, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to hear the conversation about that costume design, because it just feels a little bit like a bathrobe to me. This looks very, like, doesn't this whole scene look very Roman? Yes. Right, with the sandals, mm -hmm. strappy, the strappy sandals, mm -hmm. and the tunics. Looks very Roman, which super simple seems that works for me, Numenor, you know, Numenorean-wise. Mm -hmm. um, presumably Galadriel on her white horse. Who's the other one? Halbrand, maybe. Maybe. Don't know. Lovely shot. Close up of rump of horse. Um, Elendil again being angry, talking to I think Isildur. Farazan talking to the crowd, the crowd into it. But, I mean, yeah, again, that looks quite Roman, too. Yes, it really does. And showing such differences between the worlds. You can tell their world building as creators was really strong. There's yeah. a lot of detail in each of these cultures. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's interesting. One of the things I keep hearing people criticizing is like, oh, so many of the costumes are so simple, like the bathrobe thing, mm. right? We were joking about Celebrimbor in his PJs. Yeah. You know, there's the people complaining about the plain white outfits Galadriel and the other elves are wearing on that ship, right? The simple, uh, but I, I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, it, it, in some ways, it um, it seems to me to be an interesting response to people who talk about um, clean fantasy, like fantasy that looks too clean, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's also fantasy that looks too fancy. Yeah. Right? Like not everyone the dress in a robes yeah, every like, day. right. Like, yeah. like everyone in a fantasy world is always going to be wearing elaborately gorgeous costumes. Yeah. Like that's not necessarily so. Not realistic. Um, I remember that with the third Harry Potter when they first said, bring your own clothes in and we'll incorporate them into the costumes. And that was like revolutionary to the kids. And they're like, well, you're at school. Of course you're going to have some elements. Right. Well, yeah, there's going to be some normalcy in even fantasy stories. I know that exists in the real world, but right. I still think those look like bathrobes and were really simple for what I assume to be kind of uniforms. But yeah, I mean, they're going to have plain clothes days. Right. They're going to have dressed down normality. Right. Even and, elves. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Even elves. Hmm. Um and I still think that there's some kind of uh, more like deliberately almost ritual simplicity mm. in the uh, in the, the, with the elves on the ship in particular. Um, there's something kind of yeah that ritual feels about very that ritual yeah. about it. But who knows? Uh, but you know, again, no context. Um, yeah, this is uh, uh, Farazan doing right by the people. Clearly. Um, yeah, I'm seeing some of it. Aaron is very Michelangelo. It does look like a very uh, yeah. romantic painting. Yeah. Who is this? Is this Halbrand? I think it is Halbrand. Some good ruins he's running through. It is. Old ruins. Mm. It's got to be in the south, right? Okay. So, and look at the horse's helmet. Mm-hmm. That's the ch- from the charge mm-hmm. that we saw before. So we have Goadriel leading a force of... Okay, so if I'm getting any story out of this, the story that I'm getting is um, the story that I'm getting is uh, um, Galadriel coming with a relief force to presumably Harad, if that's how Brand, which is where he's from. Um, this whole thing has the air of like. I'm coming in spontaneously, right, to the assistance To here. save a dramatic situation. Yeah, here's what everybody wants to be, the Oath of Feanor, and it might mm-hmm. well be. We also see Galadriel covering a lot of ground. Yes. Because if she's far up north in the icy, icy realms, and then also down here, maybe those are also early on to kind of set where she's been and what she's working on while this stuff is happening in the world right. of men. Right. Oof, good move. So then we get the the combat sequences, mm-hmm. Arondir and the warg. And again, this is really normal in uh, trailers. Build up the pace. Let's have some battles thrown at the end. Right. Goadriel and the troll. And then the, the drama eye. of the, the eye and the meteor and then the hobbit feet, which I so strongly dislike. Curse you, brothers, Hildebrand. Okay. <laughs> It's the brothers Hildebrand, who's who first depicted um, big feet hobbits. Big feet, big bigfoot hobbits. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, let me. Um, uh, hey, we still have a little time. 
Let's see if we uh, maybe oh, we I can. We still have half hour. We still have half an hour. And the other trailer, yeah. Let's do another. Okay. One. Um, so tell me more about what you see about like the the kind of pacing and and what you see in story for. Uh, in that last one? In that last one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that different from the teaser we had before. So it didn't actually release that much more of story, but it shows us so much more of each of those worlds. So mm-hmm. all of this, if I'm looking at it from Amazon's perspective of like why they're releasing what they're releasing, I'm thinking of all of this as ramping up expectation. So we're starting with each of the, what do we have, six races? We spend a little bit of time with each of the six races in each of the six lands Mm-hmm. getting to know them a little bit more, seeing a little bit more. They're dropping in these little, I don't want to call them Easter eggs because that feels cheesy, but you know what I mean? Like these little reference points that right. folks that know Tolkien will recognize stuff. Folks that know Peter Jackson's adaptations will recognize stuff. Folks that just know fantasy will recognize what's good and bad because their color palettes are kind of lining up. Right. They're setting a lot of foundations I hope to just grab people. I also still think it's a little convoluted still. Like, I still think it's a little tough to see what the threat is and the people I'm supposed to care about. And it's all still a little vague. Right. So if I knew nothing about any of this, I was coming in completely blind and just saw the trailer on Amazon, I'd be like, what is this about? Right. So I'm waiting for the trailer that actually does give us some names. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's so hard for me to, remove that get my yeah. head there you know like it's it's uh yeah yeah um i i really i really have no idea what this looks like to people who have no background no, right, whatsoever. Right. you can't do that you're yeah. not yeah you're yeah, not the key audience for that yeah, but i mean hard. you assume they've also done test audience screenings like they must have shown it to a few people and mm-hmm. say what do you think you know i should really show this to my dad and be like what do you think this is about and right. get that kind of right perspective yeah. Okay, so that last trailer was the one they released a couple of days before Comic-Con. Yeah. And then everyone's like, well, they're not going to show another trailer at Comic-Con, are they? And then, and then we got it. Shocking. So, yeah. And didn't they start with some music first? You were in the hall, yeah, right? Yeah, in the hall. Yeah, yeah. In, in the hall they started with they started with the live production of the music. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, which is amazing, like if you've ever seen that. I got once to see, um, like, the, you know, a, oh. a full orchestra playing. I did that with the, Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. And they had like the Liverpool Symphony Orchestra. Oh, uh, yeah. It was in it was the, incredible. I saw it in like Radio City Music Hall in nice. New York with the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, oh, man. It was amazing. That's dream material. It was so good. It was so good. Okay, anyway. Here we go with the big Comic-Con trailer. We thought, oh, man. Yeah. The like Hill of the Slain, <laughs> that shot, like I was sitting next to Alan Sisto. He like didn't recover from oh. that shot, like the whole trailer. He was still reeling from that. Okay, we get Lyndon again. Again, uh, warm ritual crown. Yeah, now bringing... I think that's a military kind of honor. Looks something, you know, something like that. I love the elf children. Would never dim sail. The skies are strange. Oh, man. I can only imagine the reaction yeah. there, too. Oh, man, that was huge. I think of the battles again. Death of trauma, Finn. trauma. Yeah, trauma, trauma, trauma. There's the tree, the Based white tree in Numenor. There's Slim Shady. <laughs> I'm back to Khazan Doom. There's King Durin. There's that. the eye opening. Yes, yes. Yeah, and that, that's where you can see that she was probably the aftermath. Out and she yeah. woke up in this. Yeah. 
Curtis Sauron. He has a but terrible a little, plan for your life. Yeah. But that's yeah. the first time we hear his name, too, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Yeah. That. Adar, I believe. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. And there's the sword. Yeah. Here comes the troll fight. Find the light, and the shadow will not find you. And that's Adar and the orcs. And all that like cover from the sun. Mm -hmm. That was very cool. Mm -hmm. Fight with me. Clean that armor. Each of us. Oh, Muriel, it's so good. Muriel's costuming, I think, is consistently some of the most gorgeous mm. in the entire thing. Monster. No idea with the sea monster. That is awesome. Also, like the dwarf singing. Yes. Oh, the dwarf singing. Yes. Yeah. So excited for that. Hmm. Love this bit with the leaf. Mm -hmm. Oh man. You have been told it was such a fascinating change of pace in the trailer. I bet. Yeah, because everyone's ramped up, ramped up, and then it's like, take a breath. And then just the, then the ominous get. flames. Uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, pacing. That's purposeful. Yeah. yeah. Build it up, build it up, oh, lower man. it. And, and then. And then everybody lost their minds. Yes. <sighs> okay. So much. Oh, so to much. be in the room. Oh, that was, it was I miss that stuff. Yeah. That was amazing. It's been a long time since we've had this kind of, you know, fan engagement of like getting everybody in a room together and showing them new material and watching them lose their minds. Yeah, yeah. Right. So again, Goadriel as Survivor. Yeah. Clearly at the start, right? Um, as Survivor, and not only that, but like showing her setting the helmet on the pile. Yeah. Um, Goadriel performing. An, an act of remembrance. A memorial act. Yes, yeah. a memorial act. Like laying a rose on a grave. Right. Um, but still, like, with the smoking ruin Right. I mean, around. like, she's obviously cleaned up and everything, so yeah. she survived. But this just happened. Yeah, this yeah. is not this the is distant not a, past. This is yeah. not a memorial. Yeah. She's, she's, she's obviously had a bath since the whole dust incident, yeah. right, if this is the same scene. Yeah. But it's... Um, but, yeah, I mean, and this is... Uh, the way that this sets... What I really loved about this was the way that it it ups the stakes. This is not just like Galadriel has suffered and it's going to be hard for her, but she needs to get over it. Right. Now right? this is like girl lived through some stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and what's more, like, no, it is important mm -hmm. to not stop thinking about this, like to, 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 to remember. And that's the conduit for getting us into it, too, because we need to know how much destruction yeah. happened before where we are now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. And the levels of like destruction that they're capable of. Because yes. like the showrunner said, we're starting from a place of peace. They're going to engage us that we care about this world and these characters, and mm -hmm. then it's going to be threatened. Right. So if there's no connection with that, we're not going to feel a threat. So to have these flashbacks to what did happen, we're already aware of you're going to shake my world. Right, Ooh, right. Yeah. Right, That's exactly. Great. Yeah, so... Um, and of course... This provides memories of the Hill of the Slain. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a scene, uh, there's like an actual hill that's constructed of corpses. Um, 
uh, and the green grass grows and stuff. Yeah. Um, this I don't think is that. These seem to be just helmets. Yeah. Uh, right? I, don't, I don't think there's actual bodies in here. Um, but it also looks like all the bodies might have burned, so maybe the helmets survived. Or, or what's left, yeah. Because if she's covered yeah. in ash, yeah, everything was um, incinerated, but maybe the helmets are fireproof. Man, such a powerful image just to, to show like mm. the magnitude of loss, right? Like this is, and again, her on her own, her isolated, her like, again, from this shot, she's presumably not the only one who survived uh, like in the world. But like in this shot, this is like post-apocalyptic yeah. Galadriel. Right, yeah. is what this looks like here. Have you ever been to the Holocaust Museum in D.C.? I haven't yet. That reminds me, there's a pile of shoes. Oh, and yes, the pile just, of shoes. I've heard yeah, of Yeah, it's the same, yes. like, whoa, humanity, you yes. know? Just, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Impactful, absolutely. incredibly impactful. And, the, okay, hang on. So I'm trying to, I'm tr I'm trying to oh, okay. get, use reading? your tools yep. to do my close reading thing here. I right? love it. Um, the lighting. Light is on the left, shadow on the right, mm -hmm. right? We've got an almost even split, though the pile is to the right of center, mm -hmm. right? And so we have the center of the shot falls between the center of the, if you like do a, an axis of the cone, right? And then Galadriel, the center of the shot is like between those two. It's pretty much at the chest of Galadriel, isn't it? The very center of that image is just above Galadriel's chest. Yeah, it kind of is. We got a little bit of rule of thirds there if you want to play that game. Okay. You know, they got the, the right, tower the is one, the tree is one, the horizon is one. Yeah. yeah. I think the light source is really interesting here, having that dark top right corner if we're talking about progression of left to right. Well, again. that's what, I, left to right, that's what I'm thinking. This is this is a world going into shadow. Yep, that's not pleasant. This is, the, the future is not looking good. This is not just... I remember that's that's precisely the thing that I was thinking of at first there. Um, Nailed it. The light's yeah. behind her, and she's facing to the yeah. right as well. So yeah. she her back is to the light, and mm -hmm. her her face to the darkness with the huge pile of death, death between her and the her. darkness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the other side of the pile of death doesn't look nice. No, yeah. no, it looks it looks just as bad uh, and more ominous. And hang on a second, let's see if we go. Which, uh, do we see the clouds moving? The clouds oh, are moving yeah, to the right. Move. No, do that again. Wait, hang on. So this is backwards. Yeah, hang play, play it forward. Here we go. Play it forwards. Going forwards. The wind is blowing that way, so yeah. everything's moving to the right. Yeah, everything's moving shot. to the right. Yeah, yeah. So that is the future. Mm -hmm. The dark future. Bummer. Okay. Yeah, that's not good. Um, yeah, I mean, look at her dress whipping mm -hmm. to the right there. Okay. Then we get our now familiar linden shot. We're on looking clean and a bit smug. We're on looking, yeah, clean and happy. Mm -hmm. Looking at... Watching Galadriel get crowned. Watching Galadriel get crowned. I'm presuming... Now, the cloaks look like the gray cloaks of the ice elves. Mm -hmm. the, I assumed the, uh, this was a military dudes. thing because they all have crowns. Right. So is this some sort of an honor because she... Again, very Roman. Succeeded right, in the, battle, yeah, right? yeah. Um, some kind of thing, though it's associated with peace also, mm -hmm. right? Clean, chill, the, I mean, gorgeous. Yes. The leaf crown should recall uh, like the crown of the Elven King. Mm -hmm. In The Hobbit, he's crowned with leaves. Um, and of course, we have the golden leaves, which are, again, the whole autumnal theme that we've been seeing in Linden here. And the only shot we've really seen of Gilgalad, he always has that gold crown. Isn't yes, it? yes. Um, here's the dinner party, which we've seen stills of. Gilgalad on one side, Durin on the other, Elrond and Celebrimbor present. 
I kind of assume that's Galadriel with her back to us. Over here on the right? Yeah. On Gogolad's left? Yeah. That seems likely. The elf children and their little paper boat. Mm -hmm. Again, paper boat on a peaceful sea. We've rarely seen um, elf children. children. Yeah. Ever. Um, and it's such a fascinating image. First of all, the bright, it's like very bright, like morning sunlight kind of effect. Um, and... That limb over top is a bit oppressive, though, which is interesting. It is. Yeah. Or, or is it a rock outcropping, maybe? Is it like going... I thought tree limb, but it could be. Maybe. Maybe it's a tree limb. I agree. Yeah, that that is a this kind of shadow in the top left. And of it. I, the perspective too. I mean, the cameraman must have been in the water. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's clearly shot from about an inch above the Which surface of the water. Which is a little threatening, right? but yeah. a little bit, right? Visually, it's beautiful though. That upshot, quite pastoral. Yeah, yeah. With a the mountains fragile in the paper background. boat, I feel like you can infer something there. Right. Right. Yes. Fragility seems like an important concept mm -hmm. there. Everything moving left to right again. Mm -hmm. The children running left to right. The stream running left to right. Again, these are good things to note. It's not always going to be. It's not a rule. Right. It's yeah, not a it's law. Not a rule, I know. But it's it's I a know. thing to be aware of. I know. Like, oh, yeah, look, they are. But Okay. But again, thinking about the parallels, right? So, I mean, like, if we just go back to here, yeah. the darkness was off on the right, and everything's moving left to that right works. there. Totally. And that's dark. And now, first of all, notice, ooh, I didn't notice this before. Everything moving left to right with the darkness on the right. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, we're going right the opposite direction with Linden, mm -hmm. right? Linden is going the other going way. Going the other way. Linden is, yeah. is moving towards the light. Oh, I like right? what you're reading though, here. Though the light is in the top right over here. So again, it's a That's reversal. Helpful. It's flipped, yeah. right? It's, it's flipped from what we saw before. And then, right, we get the crowning. Now the, and then, okay, this is all dark and... Well, we're zooming well, and in keep in mind, these are also trailers, so we're getting just yeah. like a two-second snippet. So the actual yeah. scene, we might see more camera movement that actually does tell yeah. a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you might not. You might just get a close-up because they need somebody to say a line. Right. Okay, so I, this juxtaposition, what is that? A sail, I assume. Is it a sail? Is it a... Okay, there's right, sand. there's the boats on either side. Uh, okay, is it, oh, that's the prow of a boat? And that's sand? This mm -hmm. is sand. So probably on a beach. Like setting up their sails. What are we... Okay. Are we covering something? When, when I first saw this in real time, mm -hmm. I thought like they were draping this over a body mm. or something. I thought it was a death scene. Um, to I contrast we were... with the like young life scene that was coming up. Ooh, that was coming into it. Like, you know, oh, children, life. I thought we boats. were supposed to notice that symbol and that symbol didn't mean anything to me. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly... Uh, Numenorean symbols have mostly been sunbursts mm. uh, so far. And we've seen a lot of stars, but that's not really either. I think this could be Harad, like could be Southerly, with the sand, though again, very beach-like. Um, and then we move to Gladriel on the boat. This is part of that swooshing shot with the birds flying mm -hmm. around, right? Um, here we're moving from right to left, and the light source is in the left side, so yeah. going the opposite direction. Right. She's going back to Numenor. Mm -hmm. um, uh, somebody made the observation that the trailers, like the wide-angle shots of the trailers, always seem to be facing north. Mm. So that movement, like from left to right, is also mapping onto west to east. Oh, interesting. Like what, when the meteor goes yeah, across, yeah. right, that the meteor is going west to east, and we see everybody tracking it yeah. west to east across. 
Um, and that would track with that too. The boat, if the, presuming that boat is headed towards Numenor, which seems to be what's happening, and we're looking north, they're going east to west. Okay. Yeah. Oh, would that be um, nice if there was that continuity of gaze? Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's going to work. And then we get the stars. Just the skies are strange, and the meteor, and Arndir and Bronwyn. Um, okay. How much do you think they're going to play up this relationship? Um. I think a good bit, mm. but what I, <laughs> I I still I don't know I think I talked about this last week, but um, when people are like they can't do that because there are no there's only three elf human relationships and I'm like well, no no there's only three that, that pan out know, yeah or <laughs> that, that we know of. right yeah and there's 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 at least three others that we know of um, and the one thing they all have in common is they don't pan out yeah. Um, if you think there were only three ever. Right. It doesn't mean that there's, yeah. you know. They just seem to be playing it up a lot in the trailer. So I agreed. think they're looking for some sort of an opportunity to show some romance and they well, might take this. I agree. But I think it, it's, to me, I think, and I might be wrong, but I think that this also works in more than just a romance mm-hmm. way. I think that this also shows, it's like also about elf human. This mm-hmm. is like a... Uh, this couple also serves as a little, like, distant foretaste of the Last Alliance mm-hmm. as well, uh, and I mean that seems to be a theme that we see in the trailer with Galadriel and Muriel, for instance, mm-hmm. right? Um, humans us, and elves joining together mm-hmm. to fight the enemy. Um, it gives us that little culture clash. And, right, mm-hmm. right. So um, I think that at the very least, their relationship is going to be. I mean, it necessarily connects with that. But it'll have some layers. Yeah, I mean, I don't think yeah. any of these characters are just going to be one thing. Like, it's not just a romance, obviously, but I don't think it'll do them any harm to have some of that in the storyline either. Right. I think, I think, I'm not sure what this is. That little very brief that tower shot of the tower, yeah. Somewhere in Harad, maybe? Not well, sure. Now we get is. Muriel and Galadriel. With the Palantir, and this is where, as I was describing last week, my mind like you exploded. Lost it. Why? Yeah. Well, were you not expecting it? No, okay. I wasn't, but I should have been. Okay. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "Well, of course, it has to be there." Yeah. But no, the the big thing is like how it can be involved in the story, because Tolkien never fully retconned the Palantir into the Numenor story. Okay. Um, there are bits of it that he did, like Elendil looking back trying to find you know if there's anything left of Numenor right but actually like the kings of Numenor having access to Palantiri uh, in Numenor before the fall Mm -hmm. and what that would mean I mean like theoretically the mariners should have had like they could have communicated back with Numenor from Middle Earth right um when they were sailing off and Tolkien never described that because he invented the Palantiri really late and didn't retcon. So it was the explosion in my head was like, what? Of course it's there. Yeah. yeah. Of course it's there. It has to be there. Um, and what does that mean yeah. for the story? What do you, what how do you are they going to incorporate yeah. that? Yeah. How are they going to incorporate yeah. that? Because Clearly this is going to be important, right? This is not just, so, and what I'm, what I, what I gather from this, from what she says, like, you know, she's saying like, basically it's, you know, like, it, it's true. Like, you know, confirmed, mm-hmm. right? What we feared. And she puts her hand 
Bravely, boldly. And no hesitation. then we see what looks like frost crystals mm-hmm. on it, mm-hmm. which I think is a riff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, then you get the, you can clearly oh, see the shards there. That was somebody's like whole life to make that image. <laughs> right. <happen. laughs> right. Uh, look, we do get a little glimpse of what she's seeing, don't we? It's her. Oh, it's her. Yeah. It's her. Yeah. I never noticed that because I never froze the frame I never before. never did it this slow. I can't even take my fingers off it without messing it up. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. her. That's her looking like a Disney princess. Right, like totally shot. done up yes. with like curly blonde hair and a yes. blue dress. She looks very Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the context of the frost, I was thinking frozen, but okay, yes. Okay, sure, yes, Elsa. Exactly. Go, go both ways. <laughs> exactly. I speak Disney. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Lovely. But, uh, okay. However, I, the context I take, and then and then we get the cut to the battle. Hmm. And this is Finrod's battle. God, that's a really specific decision, though, to show her like that and then go to this battle. So yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are the are these trees? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are the trees that we. Those see are the trees that we saw in the, the, the helmet scene. Yes, the yes, yes. With the with mm-hmm. the smoke and yep. This is that. This is that scene. Mm-hmm. So that is clearly the aftermath of this battle. Yeah. We see. Can we get any sense of the demographics? The elves, elves. are the ones in the shiny armor. Yeah. Right. So they look to be outnumbered. What five to one? Ten to one? Something like something that. Something like that. Um. We get explosions. Of fire. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing anything, obviously. More fire. Dragon. Look at the explosion back there. Yeah. Like something just like came in there to make that explode. Yeah. And then we get explosions Lots here in orcs. orcs. And there's Finrod. And then the kinslaying flash. So this is the Goadriel trauma sequence again. Yeah. Um, With the dagger. There's a lot of discussion about that. Yes. That's... That- We've seen that dagger in all the posters and everything else, and that it's Finrod's dagger. It's Finrod's apparently, dagger. yes, that she's, to, yeah. and then this looks like the rune of Sauron mm-hmm. on his arm, mm-hmm. the one that's on the sword, mm-hmm. and the one that will, and, is in the in the frost. Um, and it's on the table too, right? Yeah, the Something. like anvil. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Galadriel weeping, based on the again. There's all right. We get the white tree with the petals coming from it and her once again this image of her turning and looking back that's Mm -hmm. the seems to be the really and this time instead of it being Galadriel that she's turning back to look at when she turns back we get this the cult figure so that's the I believe that to be the the Slim Shady one Mm -hmm. right Um, looking very cult priestess like I don't know what they're carrying but it seems to be some kind of ritual object. Very uh, iconic. Yeah. Um, look at the staff yeah. with like the eye. Like an offering plate, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking down on like the land they're going mm-hmm. to corrupt or conquer or whatever. And then we get the famous blue eye close up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and striking. Very striking. Um, then we get that juxtaposed with this one, who is quite different. Um, then back to Elrond in Khazad-dûm, as we saw before, and then King Durin, 
looking out a window, which I didn't expect to see in Khazad-dûm, mm. um, on what looks like a hillside. It could just be like a huge cavern yeah, with think, like a city inside it. Yeah, I feel like it's probably like some sort of a castle-type structure mm-hmm. at the top so you can view out over mm-hmm. down one of the valleys of the mines. That, ooh. And this is, so she's upside down here, right? Yeah. The eye opening upside down is so disturbing. Right? It just sets you you off. You see the motion and you see the eyeball. And it doesn't match. And it, yes, there's, it's just that sense of like, this is wrong. Yeah. This is wrong. And then it, I think it was two or three times I saw it before I realized, oh yeah, it's upside down. Can you play it in real time? Yeah, here we go. Yeah, because it's not on for long, but it's enough no. to throw you that she's yes. not where she ought to be. Yes. And then her getting up from that. Man, look at the dust on the eyelashes. Yeah, just, how long was that makeup caked on? Man. And then there's her standing up. And the fact that there's so much of it on, I agree with you that she's been knocked out because otherwise she would have wiped it away while in battle. Right. So like right. she's been down for the count and covered in inches of ash. Yes. As the world burns around her. Yes. But how is she protected? Yeah, no, it is. It's very tantalizing. Mm. Um, but again, lone survivor Galadriel mm. is this motif that's been going through this whole trailer, really. We and keep absolute back destruction. You've not seen what I've seen. I mean, look at that. Yes, yes. Um, yes, you've not seen what I've seen. Like, all the things that she has been the sole witness to, mm-hmm. as far as we can see, right, as far as we're being shown. And we assume there's a lot of com- camaraderie because she was so tight with all of her her compatriots right. in the other shots. Right. We assume she's lost them. Right. That's a grief on grief on grief. Yes. And now we get the dark tower, yeah. which this is the icy one. We see the snow in the foreground here. Um, uh, look at the familiar. look at the again light on the top left, darkness in the top mm-hmm. right again. Right. And again, also very familiar from Jackson's. I think. Right. This is going to be. People are going to get the dark tower mm-hmm. out of this. Right. I think it's is. This is the, the thing they're saying. Maybe it's a Tumno or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that that's what. The, oh yeah. Then there's the. Mm. It reverses. It does. It does. The light shifts from left to right. Let's just say bad all around. Play it in real time. Okay. Left flash. Right flash. Just better than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the Sauron rune right there. That's mm-hmm. the rune that's on the sword. That's the rune that's I looks to be on Finrod's arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and burnt with ice into it. That's beautiful. Yes. Uh, and, yes. And then Fionn's arm getting pulled. Yeah. The juxtaposition of the rune... And the arm. And the arm. Yeah. Makes it like, it's almost like an anticipation of him being branded. Yeah. Right? Especially since his is, he's holding the sword with that rune on it. Right? Again, feels like Dark Mark and Harry Potter, but that's also yes. a fantasy trope we hear a lot of telling scars. Right. Have you heard of Sauron? Right. Dun, dun, dun. And then Bronwyn's fear. That. The claw. Stuff of nightmares. And her hiding. I mean, you really do feel that kind of invasion that the orcs are scary. Yes. They are, like, they are known, they are invasive, and you hide from them. You don't yes. make yourself known. 
the rising up mm. through the floor. Yeah. Funny angles. Oh. The, the, oh man, the, like, Ugh. almost like. Talons. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. You know. Velociraptors. Yes. That, you know, that's you know, yeah. Jurassic Park scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Discover the legend. So we had like. In the beginning, discover the legends. We're very much like at the start yeah, of our journey yeah. here. I want to go back and uh, review the text. Yeah. Briefly, but okay. Then we've got Than looking like, at the sword. We've got five minutes. Yeah, we've got five minutes. No problem. <laughs> that is so gorgeous. Oh yes, the sword recons. And of course, so attentive viewers of the films and readers of the books will recall that what we're seeing here is the reversal of what happens to the dagger that stabbed Frodo, right? The dagger stabs Frodo and then the blade melts away. It disintegrates yeah. into smoke, Yeah. right? Um, that happens in both the book and in the mm -hmm. film. Um, and so we're seeing that in slow motion reverse here with the blade of the sword, Yeah. Um, which has that rune of Sauron right here above the hilt with him holding it out which there. makes me think the sword has a will of its own which is yes very yes um do you want to play my uh uh the game I, we invented last week the dead or nazgul game okay where, oh. where we where we take characters and try to guess whether they're going to die or, or turn become into nazgul. nazgul yeah <laughs> yeah this i think is this gladrill entering that gladrill yeah yeah and so there we see the rune on an anvil, yeah, right, which I think is clearly um, forging. Yeah, clearly forging, and this is, yeah, yeah. And then we get the beginning of that fight. Boom, boom, boom. So, who's blowing up ships? It's not just setting fire to; it's mm -hmm. blowing up. There's mm -hmm. explosion. Where are we? That looks like the kind of breastplate that Elendil was wearing. Mm. So I assume that this is Numenor. Um, uh, who's blowing up ships in Numenor and why? This looks like the Numenorean architecture, mm -hmm. vaguely, in the background. I don't know why we're burning ships. Well, I'm going to assume bad guys. It's as far as I got. Yeah. Why they're exploding? There's the on. It's okay, honey. I'll support you if you choose to become a Nazgul. But that's making it a very human moment. Yeah. Make good sure. choices. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Please don't become the witch yeah, king. Yeah. Please don't follow this path. Yeah. Because don't, don't follow that this just, path. And then exactly. these guys bowing in front of them. Um. And all the sun cover. I like that they played with that. That they shouldn't be out in sunlight. I love this guy's helmet. Yeah. Like, Beak-like. He's really taking his sun cover seriously <laughs> right there. Right. Uh, in fact, arguably thoughtfully shading three of his friends walking in front of him. Entirely you know, if possible. If he's tall enough. Um, yeah, the deference yeah. is really interesting. When I first saw this, I thought they were just cowering in fear, which I think there is fear There's involved. probably fear. Um, but more and more, it looks like actual bowing, like the orcs themselves care and respect, yeah. which Especially is... Especially the strut that comes before that from yeah. that. Yeah, from Adar. I think it's Adar, uh, I, I believe. Um, 
But again, not named. So like not named. Still and a I'm, lot of vagaries. I'm I'm struggling with remembering what I can and can't talk about now because so much has been released. I'm like remembering that. Remembering a thing. Moving remembering on. a thing. But I'm like, did that thing? And never mind. Whatever. Safest not to talk about. Yep. It. Anyway. Sons on shields. Look. Sons on shields. Numenor. So and this is Halbrand. Roman again. In Numenor, looking rather Roman. Mm -hmm. The soldiers looking rather Roman. Um, not exquisitely Roman, the mm -hmm. soldiers, but uh, reminiscent um, of reminiscent um, with the spears and those helmets and the skirts. Um, Halbrand in simpler garb. So Halbrand in Numenor. Then we've got Bronwyn yelling at folks. People cheering. Swords being raised in unison. I'll join with you. I'll join with you. That's right. the feeling you get yeah. from this. Yeah. Look at all this, this is the we're going to fight together. Yeah. yeah. This is Goadriel arriving in Numenor. We're, we're agreeing. Now we've got Arondir jumping down and kicking things. Okay. Um, Arondir is absolutely the Legolas of this mm. series. I'm okay mm. with that. I know yeah. a lot of people aren't, but like. I'm okay with that too. Elves can do cool stuff. Elves can do cool stuff. Um, okay, I love, again, everything. Mm. I've never seen Muriel wear something that I don't love. Agreed. Her color palette is just... Oh, man. And the 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 whole scales thing. Mm -hmm. We got to see her costume at Comic-Con. Uh, the one with the... Is that the, good? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, they're like translucent mother uh, of pearl, each individual disc. Oh, gorgeous. See, when they put that kind of detail into costumes. Like, oh, man, yes. so good. Love the crown, which is like... Like the leaf crown, mm -hmm. kind of like horns. But also like coral. Yes. Seaweed. Yes. You know? Really cool. Beautiful. Just love it. I love she carries still with the Still with the petals yep. swirling around. Okay, we've got the dwarf, dwarf singing. singing. Love, love the dwarf it. singing. A little tender but distressed moment. Mm -hmm. Big charge. Galadriel drawing her sword. Orcs coming the other direction. Sea, monster. sea monsters smashing boats. Gladriel can swim. Awesome. Gladriel swimming. I love the like above and below the waterline. Yeah. Things. Call to arms. Call to arms. Numen uh, Numenorians marching. Dwarves marching. Meteor man, meteor man, meteor, meteor man. man and Harfoots juxtaposed in the midst of all the military mm -hmm. action and the alliance mm -hmm. talk. Right, um, and this is really the only time we see the Harfoots in this trailer. Yeah, they're not very much in yeah. this trailer, but I agree. But this is this is another like again Blue Wizard until proven otherwise because uh, um, the context of her reaching out to him yeah. is in that like military alliance context right here. In the, now again, could be misleading, no, but that still, makes sense, yeah. thematically, that seems to be the implication here. Um, Arondir doing Legolas things, and then so things going well, orcs. and then less well for Arondir uh, with the orcs. Um, I think I know who that is, but I think I'm not supposed to say. Yeah, like uh, I think there's a thing there. Yeah. Okay. We're surprised. There's an explosion or something. People are ducking. Galadriel's not happy. 
that moment though too where she closes her eyes it's almost like an acceptance like oh, let's yeah. go you know yeah, yeah. Um, and again like this is like a memory this is like a PTSD flashback mm-hmm. that she's having right here right is she gonna wake up like covered by ash surrounded by smoking ruins again yeah okay well we don't have time to go through this whole scene we're moving left to right and then down and whoosh into flames around here gets pulled back by hands and then the bell we talked about the rock. okay we talked about the bell rock. Okay. oh guys Whew. a lot going on look at that we did three trailers we did three trailers how about that oh, we didn't talk to look at any questions so sorry yeah sorry we, we, were, we, were, we were, were trying to focus in, in the there same space half an so. hour in a three minute trailer well it was only a 10 to 1 ratio of time to discussion to trailer That's... pretty impressive man Oof. yeah Okay, so needless to say, we're real excited. Yeah. I have to say, nothing is making me nervous. Like, everything's getting me excited. Of course, there's still things I'm cautious about. I wonder if sure. we'll be able to tie all this no, together. No, there, there are a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. Especially about story. That's the, which of course is yeah. what we, we always learn least about with trailers. So yeah, people often so ask me, vague. like, is there anything that you're worried about? And it's like, no. I mean, no. The, and again, as you say, the, the arrow has all been pointing and everything I see makes me, you know, there's... There's nothing really that has sort of concerned me. Um, uh, they can still muck it up, but yeah, sure. And again, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how the trajectory of the story is going to go. I don't know how the stories are going to fit together. I don't know how like the dialogue is going to be. You know, just sort of on the ground, not in you know trailers. I mean, there's so many yeah, things, yeah. but yeah, there's a lot of questions about those things. But but as far as like conceptual concerns or oh this looks like they're heading in an alarming direction or whatever mm. I, like in general Maybe. i'm uh, i'm i'm uh, i'm pretty fine with this but okay so we'll see we should run uh i, I gotta I, I gotta i gotta run did you say we're not meeting next week yes next week i'm gone okay next week i'm gone um but we'll be back the week after that i'll be at camp but we'll see what we can and there'll do. probably be like three trailers between now and then or something who, who knows? knows who knows <laughs> with the rate these things have been coming we'll see we'll see what more we get um cool. we got we've gotten some glimpses of trailers and things in other countries where yeah there's, been there's some a footage lot that we haven't of stuff seen. that we're not supposed yeah. to see that we're getting glimpses yeah of, so well we... i mean people in brazil are supposed to see it why I'm can't like, we exactly. see it <laughs> i'm like so we've seen a little footage of portuguese over it that has yeah. been real interesting yeah very interesting stuff so, so have yeah a google for that if you want to find more maybe we can uh, maybe we can show some of that stuff next time Please peel some of it together Whatever. but i yeah, think there's going to we'll be see. a lot of new content in two weeks time i suspect so lots of pictures yeah anyway um also we might have guests as we well might. yeah um I've, i met some folks from the production that i think would be really fun to interview so we can uh, um we'll, watch this space we'll work on that yeah. yeah all right so two weeks we'll be back uh and may or may not be sitting next to each other in two weeks um but uh, in any case um, might be back to low budget OMH uh, starting uh, uh, starting uh, two weeks from now. Who knows? We'll see. Anyway, thanks everybody. Thanks, uh, guys. Apologies to live folks for irregularities in in uh, uh, my bit right here. This kind of thing is confusing sometimes and thanks happens. For sticking but with us. Anyway, uh, as I say, if you want to see a clearer recording, um, both on we'll post that to both Twitch and to YouTube as well. So. Uh, Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye now. See ya.